Hello and welcome back to Game Bites, a podcast where we talk about games, past, present, and future. I'm your host, Brian Rooney, and joining me today for Groundhog Day, Anthony Costanzo. Anthony, say something awkward. Hi, Rasputin. <laughs> hi, Carl. <laughs> I feel like that's usually what I say next after you say hi to Carl. Sure, that is true. That is true. So to today's topic, we're revisiting Resident Evil. Yeah? Nice. Well done. <laughs> Yeah, we can go home. That's it. That's our shortest episode ever. One minute, five seconds. Wrap it up. <laughs> and that time code was off because we didn't start right away. So 100%. <laughs> so Anthony and I had a Resident Evil episode. Resident mm. Evil 2, he declared his game of the year um, two years ago or whenever the remake came out. And That's he right. tried to sell me on playing it. Almost worked. Uh, mm. I did not. But almost sure. worked. And... Now we're both playing a Resident Evil game. We're playing different games, but we're... we're I, I, it, this is just a series that I want to get into. I uh-huh. love horror movies. Horror games are very tough for me. I did sure. like the Resident Evil movies. You know, we, we discussed them at some point, I think on air somewhere, so I won't get mm-hmm. into that, but like, I did like those. But The games are... I don't know. I'm having a hard time... What for, what is it about horror games specifically that separates it from a horror movie? You have control. Okay. Is it that is it that when that thing is there you can't just cover your eyes because you have to do it? Oh no, I don't even have to I don't get scared watching horror movies. I don't have to look away. I don't have to cover my mm-hmm. eyes because I don't have to physically move myself to mm. whatever is about to happen. Okay. Like I have no like I, I mean, movies have scared me. There's actually a real embarrassing story, uh, which I can get into from a movie that probably I'll get how old I was. I was too old for the story, but uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get there. Uh, and you probably know the story, but hmm. we'll get there. So like movies typically, especially in my adult life, don't scare me. Uh, okay. And like, I just like, so, I mean, there's, these weren't movies, but like the haunting of Hill house, haunting of blind manor. Like we've recently watched those and people say they're scary. I don't know if you think they're scary. I know you watch them, but yeah. like, I like them, but I never yeah. feel uneasy or scared watching them. But sure. If I had to explore Hill house or blind manor in a video game, I would be terrified. Mm-hmm. Like I can't physically move a character around in those situations. That's my hang up. Yeah, I could I could see that. Uh, there's something I, I am curious about this because I had a theory and that entire theory was blown up while I was playing. Resident <laughs> Evil. Um, the fir- the theory was that there are I can watch horror movies, right? I can get through them for the most part. I can. There are times where I will look away and it does help where like I know what's happening next. So I don't need to witness it and I will just pull away from it just so that I don't have to because it does. It makes me uneasy. Uh, I have found I can sleep easily after a slasher movie. I cannot sleep easily after a paranormal movie. Hmm. Um, there's something about the unexplained that actually creeps me out. See, that doesn't bother me at all. I could watch any kind of paranormal movie and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. But if I watch a practical movie like The Strangers or something like that, like, and then try to go to sleep, I won't be afraid of the movie when it's happening. But then I'll be thinking like, 
wow, like that could happen. Like there could be crazy people that just try to get in my house. Oh, and kill me. okay. Like, that, I, that will I keep me say, up. Which is, which is funny because I feel like that puts us on the opposite end of the spectrum, right? Where it's like, yeah, like, I, but the problem with that is like, I feel like I, it's uh, my hubris will kill me in the end, but I feel like I could defend myself See, against something me, ridiculous. Me Whereas too. the paranormal thing, I feel like I have no control. And I do think that what that ends up coming down to is that I think I have a fear of lack of control. Huh. And which is probably something to like, I don't know, dissect with a psychiatrist. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not the platform for that. Uh, yeah. No, like I, the same thing. Like I have gone over so many scenarios of, all right, if this happens, this is what I'm going to do. Like, I, and like, I know how to disarm someone. Like I know the techniques of that, mm-hmm. but will I forget that in the moment? Oh, Pro- yeah. Probably. Like, mm-hmm. I know how to disarm someone. Will they be in the position I know how to disarm them from? Probably not. Like, but, mm-hmm. like, so, yeah, I, I feel like I'm too cocky thinking about that situation. And what keeps me up at night sometimes when I watch something like that is thinking about, all right, this is how I'll do it. This will work. And oh. none of it will work. I will get murdered. Okay. Yeah, see, this is where the hubris thing comes in, right? Because I feel like <laughs> I've been in that same boat and been like, I got this. I have a plan. And then I'll go to sleep. <laughs> I, I play out that plan to the point like, all right, well, the cops are going to come and I'm going to have him pinned down and tied and then I'm going to be a hero, local town hero. Like that, that I can't sleep. I, I will say like I, uh, there's only one situation, not, it hasn't, it's not related to violence in any way, shape or form, but I did have to spring into action and I thought I handled it pretty well. And that is, uh, it was like really early in the morning. It was like five, maybe 6 a.m. I feel like the carbon monoxide detector went off and I sprung into action. And it's like, Kim, get up, put a jacket on, go outside. I opened the windows calmly. I was holding my breath and then I went outside. And like, (laughs) it's just like the idea. And then I was thinking like, once I was out there, then I thought about all of the mistakes that I made, right? I was like, one, we have animals. <laughs> uh, I was like, but that, that was my reasoning for opening the windows was like, oh, like, uh, you know, so that it airs the house out. Hopefully, like, it's not an issue for them. We called 911. We got them to come. Uh, they were like, they were like, oh, like, you know, the windows are open. So we're not going to get a great reading if there is something. And I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can see how that could be a problem. Yeah, but uh, also, still- why would you leave the windows closed? Exactly. I was like, I don't feel like I made the right decision. Um, (laughs) But then it was like the the ambulance or the EMT were like, do you want, do you need to like get checked out? Like, are you feeling lightheaded? And it's like, and here's the point where we both had to make a call. It's like, yes, but I think it has more to do with being abruptly woken up (laughs) by the worst sound in the world at like (laughs) 5 (laughs) a.m. But anyway, that's where, and, and all that did was inflate that feeling of confidence not be able to handle the situation, <laughs> which will be my downfall. <laughs> yeah. I had, I have two, two personal experiences I can speak of. One was my own doing, but I handled it really well. Uh, Fantastic. And I still make fun of Kristen to this day because she froze <laughs> and just screamed like super oh. loud. And oh, no. this is when we were in the apartment. So my aunt and grandmother were on the other side of that wall and they were okay. like, Every- everything all right? I'm like, oh yeah, I just scared her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, 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 I was cooking and we were talking. So I was just kind of zoned out, not really paying much attention to what I was doing. And then I was cleaning up after I was cooking and I had the faucet running and I just started to go like 
put things in there. Uh-huh. Again, totally timed out. I had like boiling oil in a pan and then that went into the faucet and just ignited. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> what'd you do? Uh I covered it. Oh, yeah, perfect. So yeah, I But like I, I, like no like I didn't even <laughs> like there was no hesitation, just oh covered it and then yeah, I'm like, yeah, all right, it, calm down. Like the house isn't burning down. I had to talk it right. down like immediately. Um that that was I, I mean I felt like I handled well, that well, but also well, I started well, it so <laughs> <laughs> the two of us, though, also have that. Like, it's it's funny to think about that, but like, I, we have like chef experience. Like, like we know yeah. what to do when something goes wrong in a kitchen. Like, we just just by the nature of like things went wrong in the kitchen. Sometimes. Yeah, but also <laughs> being that things have gone wrong in the kitchen, I shouldn't make that mistake now. <laughs> Sure. No, 100%. Well, actually, I do think that those are the type of things that you end up making the mistake of because you get too comfortable, right? Like there is uh, – I am terrified of the table saw that I use. And I know that that probably means probably not going to hurt myself because I'm always using the guard. I'm always like feet away from the blade. Like it's like things like that, right? But it's when you get comfortable – that I feel like you start to be like, oh, I can do this or I can do that. And that's yeah. when it starts to get – and you, you have to uh, check yourself and make sure you don't do that. You don't want and, to see some of the things I've done with the chop saw. Uh, <laughs> is my hand clear? It's clear. <laughs> I think it's all right. Uh, the, um, uh, in a similar note with the – you ignited the pan – I grabbed a pot. I was using towels because uh, we used to use towels at the pizzeria all the time to grab things. They, oh, yeah. they were they worked well enough as like an oven mitt. I was using a towel to grab a pot, and I guess like a bit of it fell off of the fold of that I had it, and it fell down a bit, which went under the pot and into the flame, <laughs> and the flame ignited. And zero panic. The reaction was. I calmly placed the towel on the counter and I just smacked it with my hand <laughs> and it went out. <laughs> you know, it was fun, but it's just, it, yeah. But, uh, you know, if someone were to come in with a gun, who knows what you're doing. That's I mean, I know how to take it away from them, but will it work? Sure, I don't know. Will you remember to do that, right? Is that yeah. going to be your actual downfall? But this anyway, is, this, this video games. is actually, <laughs> all right, one, one more story because yeah, this is it. actually where my false sense of confidence comes from. Sure. I'm going to leave out names and location because this is not a good story. Mm. Um, we were out somewhere drinking and obviously there's mistake number one. Um, but I'm also, I'm not the type. Sorry. What does eh. out drinking mean? Yeah, that's a good point. So yeah, th- then you, you already know this isn't recent. Um, Back in the day, you used to be able to go places and have alcohol. <laughs> uh, so we're, we're out and uh, there's, a lot of drunken arguments happen when you're in, in environments like that. Sure. And the person I was with was arguing with someone and it escalated a little bit and a couple, you know, shoves. And then my friend pulled out like a switchblade pocket knife kind of deal. Well, no, it was, it's like not a switchblade. Wrong thing. Not a pocket knife, like a box, cut, like, a, like a razor, like a box cut oh, razor okay. kind of thing, but like flicked it open and my immediate reaction was, I don't even fully know how I did this. I just turned away, nope, and like took it from him, closed it, and put it in my pocket, like without oh. anything, like, <laughs> like, nope. <Well> done. <laughs> and so I took an open blade from him oh, with no funny. one getting cut, me or him. And like, that's where my false confidence comes from. I'm like, I did that sure. once. Like, I could do it again. 
Yeah, later at the end of the night, you're like, why is my hand all red? Oh, no! <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time I cut myself and didn't know. Remember at the pizzeria? Mm, I do. There was I a do. sea of blood. Yeah. Oof. Things have happened. So Resident Evil. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, bringing this all back, I find Resident Evil to be terrifying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and to your point, it was that you have to do the thing, right? Yes. Um, to my point, I, that, this is where I was I was confused, right? Because I have pretty much chalked up my fears to a lack of control, and then I'm playing this game, and it's like I am in control, and I'm not thrilled at what's happening. <laughs> um, but the idea of like I, this is like I, then I you know I uh, I psych myself out for a second. I'm like, this is a video game. Mm-hmm. Like just go through the door. D- doesn't right? work for me. And then I found myself in a safe room for 15 minutes. While Mr. X is stomping around in the police station, and I'm like, I am crippled with anxiety, and I cannot leave this room. <laughs> um, Good on them, first off. <laughs> but before we get into like kind of what we're playing now, like I, I've been, yeah, I know you have played Resident Evil in the past. You played it, yes, recently, and I'm playing it again. Uh, my Resident Evil history is not really. I had said the only one I played was five, mm. and I played that with a friend. Uh, Tom. Hi, Tom. Hi, we Tom. We don't speak anymore, sadly. <laughs> Garden uh, not- Julia? Yeah. He thinks I hate him. <laughs> nothing, nothing ever happened. We just you know, grew apart. So we played yeah. through that game together in co-op, and that was not scary. Like, Resident Evil 5, not scary. It was an action game. Mm-hmm. I had no fear. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a couple parts that were a little, like, made you feel a little uneasy, but for the most part, it was an action game. And then the, the next Resident Evil I played was six recently we talked about it, I bought it on switch and like that's an action game like I'm not scared mm-hmm. uh not true for what I'm playing now but I, I don't know whenever you're ready for that I can get into it but that's up to you if you want to yeah. keep going with yours I don't know we can we, we can go to it go, explain okay so um Resident Evil 7 is on Amazon Luna so I was like all right let me jump in play this I the coverage for for eight or village or whatever you want to call it looks great. Uh, it's a direct sequel to seven. I'm like, people seem to like seven. Let me do this. Yeah. This is first person. I feel like that makes it so much, so much harder. Yeah. And the, the story is, I'm real interested. I just can't progress. So it, it opens up where your main character gets like a video message from his wife saying like, she'll be home soon from her like babysitting job. And she's like on a boat. Uh, the boat, (laughs) and it's going fast. (laughs) (laughs) So I I actually don't remember what is said in this story and what I read after, because I was really intrigued. I was reading some stuff about the backstory and everything, but so Mm. she, she is, she's on this boat doing what she's told him was a babysitting job. The boat, uh, crashes. She's presumed dead. Three years later, he gets like a weird cryptic email from her saying that where she is and she's at the Baker's family farm in Louisiana, which is where the game takes place in that weird, like decrepit, like plantation. Right. Uh, so like you go there and the gates locked. It looks creepy. You're walking around in first person and like, it tells you like to find your way in. So y- you get in there and Everything is just all fucked. Like it looks like no one yeah. is, is living there. 
and then you you do see someone, your character doesn't react. So I don't know if he sees the person, but you certainly do. You see a figure like walk by, and uh, I froze. But my character mm-hmm. again, like he didn't react, and like he reacts to some things. Like uh, this was oh, in the okay. trailer. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, like, this is in the trailer. This was in. I, th- I think maybe the demo, like when you're when you're in the mm-hmm. kitchen, like he opens up like a pot and bugs come out, and like he reacts yes. to that. But this character just walked like this shadowy figure goes by, like you just know nothing. Um, yeah, that well, that's a that's a good psych out trick for the game to do, right? Is to give you the chance where the character does react to what you're seeing, mm-hmm. and then the the manipulation of him not reacting to something that you definitely saw is actually a really twisted choice. I do think that that was a super intentional. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because then I'm thinking like, did I see something or is my mind playing tricks on me? <laughs> like, yeah. It's it's definitely a different layer of creepiness. Um, then, so you you find a VHS tape, like an actual like VHS for, for kids. That's what was before DVDs. For other kids, that's what was before Blu-rays. <laughs> Uh, for other kids, that's what was before digital media. Uh, quick, quick aside, uh, there was a time where we were at the pizzeria and Matt was trying to say, so I put the I put the VHS into a, uh, uh, a VCR. Yeah. Uh, so. Which is a word I haven't thought about in a very long time. Yeah. So you you find this VHS tape, which this was a little strange to me because like it takes place modern time. So not mm-hmm. that you found the VHS tape, what's on the VHS VHS tape is weird. So you find this VHS tape, you're walking around, then you find a room and there's just a TV with static, which is always creepy. Mm-hmm. But there's there's, there's a VCR, yeah. so you go up to the VCR and you're able to put the tape in. So you put the tape in, and it's showing you like filming of a tv show uh i think it was called sewer gators uh it was basically Mm -hmm. they go to like paranormal places like one of those shows but it's showing you the video and then you take control of the cameraman in the video Mm -hmm. well you've played this no i know about. i don't know if something similar happened in the demo but i know what you're talking about maybe i have Mm -hmm. watched a playthrough or something but i know this so yeah like you take control and you're walking around the house, like they're walking around the house while well, you are as them in the, the places you were just wandering around, like in present day yeah. as your character. And now they're in the room that you put the tape in the TV. They're in that room. Oh. And the guy is looking around and there's a fireplace in there and he finds a secret door that goes to the basement. Okay. And now you, now this is in the video. You're going to the basement and you get murdered. Oh, actually, I did play this. I played this 100%. Yeah. yeah. So you get murdered, and now it's back to you, present day. So you That's hit right. switch, go down to the basement. You see where the people are murdered. That's right. That's right. That's a crazy mechanic. That's yeah. insane. Yeah, that really messes with you because you're expecting yeah. something, but nothing. And then you find your wife in a cell down there, and she's like – why are you here? Like you shouldn't be here. And then you get her out and she's like, daddy's coming. I'm like, no, no, nope. no, nope. nope, pass. Nope. Hard pass. <laughs> nope. Um, Unsubscribe. And- Uninstall actually. <laughs> so then like, she's messed up. You don't really know what's going on with her. You get out and she sits down on the couch. Like, all right, like I'm going to look for 
a way out or look for something. I don't know. Then you hear a bang, a scream. You run back and she's gone. Mm. Um, there, But there's now a hole in the wall <laughs> that I guess that's what the bang was. So you yeah. go through that hole and, and chase her. And like she's she's possessed by something, and like she attacks you, and then you have to attack her. It's it's just it's crazy. Yeah, that's that's twisted. I will say there is some pretty fantastic game mechanics that they're working with there that they've developed. Yeah. Um, one of which I think is really uh, it's probably pot- potentially lost is the that videotape. Mm-hmm. Like when you put the video in and you're playing as that character. If I remember correctly, that's what the Resident Evil 7 demo is. Oh. Is the is the portion of the game that you play when the videotape's in. Huh. Which is pretty cool thing to do. Um yeah. it's also like it is very creepy. I do think that like uh you had mentioned off air the the first person view def- definitely will mess with you a bit. Right? Yeah. Like there is there's a there's a there is something about field of view that really translates well to how you feel about what's going on. Um, one of the things I was thinking about earlier was, uh, so today I actually rewatched, uh, I, well, not rewatched, watch. I have, I've watched a number of resident evil, like timeline breakdowns, mm-hmm. but this particular one that I sent Brian earlier was the best one that I've seen so far because I it had a mixture it. of it's super. It's like, it's all of the details that you need. Um, it's none of the garbage that you don't and it's uh, the guy is having more and more fun as he's reading the script as it goes on <laughs> to like to the point of like this thing ha- like it starts off with like a-, a classic trope in Resident Evil is that you you kill the main villain with a rocket launcher and then like by the fourth or fifth time that it's happening he's like and then you kill him with a you guessed it a rocket launcher right and it's like the Resident Evil fan favorite uh, and then like another one of those things is like the facility that you're in explodes at the end it has either a self-destruct button or button but he's he really it was a game spot breakdown it's really great it's on youtube check it out um but i i watched that before anthony we got will into post the so link that, in the description <laughs> oh yeah sure sure gotcha well, dick um <laughs> you did uh anything in brian discuss resident evil <laughs> uh so sorry uh the what's funny to me is like the story is all over the place right and it's mm-hmm. uh it's crazy like it actually is cohesive enough in that there is a through line there's a story that spans the entire series uh i do think what's most fascinating to me about the game series is that every three game every three numbered games it seems to have evolved so the first three games are a third person perspective Mm -hmm. uh action uh puzzle game for the most part right I, I wouldn't the, even say action. I would just say survival puzzle. Survival puzzle game. The well, actually, four, okay, hold on. I mm-hmm. briefly played like the the remake of of one on GameCube. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, and that I think, was. I, I I think survival puzzle is fair because the you don't was, need I can't to actually interact. I can't speak to two or three besides like videos and reviews that I've seen. They don't see they're actiony, but I feel like they're more survival puzzle than action. They, they definitely are. And so I that, think that's, leaving that's action out helps you make your point. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, no, I, I, I appreciate that. So, so uh, the first three games are survival puzzle. 
um, they're over the shoulder. They're a third person mm-hmm. perspective that uh, it gives you a certain feel. It's a it's very big in the storytelling. I really appreciate uh, the puzzles feel front and center, which I think is really cool. I like that aspect of it. Now you get into four through six, and I didn't play. I played five for like maybe twenty minutes, uh, but four through six are action. Mm-hmm. Horror yeah. games, right? Like though, like you're like it seems like the shooting mechanics are maybe like beefed up a bit. It's more about like fighting the things that are in front of you versus. I, I could be wrong about that. I'm well, I am six speaking was out of my ass on those games. Five and six, the whole game of five was highly action. Okay, uh, six when I played it was just action. Right, and then but now we're getting into the next three, and I say three because I do feel like that after. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I, I think you're on something. I believe that Resident Evil 9 will follow uh, lockstep with 7 and 8. I do think that it'll be first person. It will be, it'll be, I do think that 9 will be, uh, unless something ridiculous happens character-wise, will probably also ca- like be the same Ethan character. And maybe that will be the thing that separates those three. Not not just the first person well, aspect, but the fact that you're playing as this guy. Can we guy. spoil 7, like the end of 7? I think that's fine. Okay. So I, I haven't beaten it yet, but again, I got mm-hmm. so intrigued by the story that I, I just started reading everything. Yeah, it's a no. Yeah, um, you get saved by Umbrella, like a division of Umbrella that Chris Redfield comes and saves you. So it's okay. So that's Blue Umbrella. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. And it is a it is a company that was like created after the fact to clean up the messes of Umbrella. Right, but like Chris comes. So yes. I don't fully think you're going to be Ethan through all of nine. That's uh, sorry, eight. All of eight. I I'm think you're gonna. Eight. I think you're gonna be playing as Chris for a good portion of eight. Oh, Why introduce cool. a fan favorite character if you're not going to use him? Sure. Well, that was actually one of the other things I was curious about. Um, you're playing seven. I've only played it a little bit. You're th- there's no choice. It's a one character situation. Correct. Right? You have to be so. Ethan. There is a the choice fr- at the end of the game, which I don't understand why they would give you this choice. Uh, but we'll, so, we'll get to it. Okay, so so the first three games are A, B storylines where you play. I think the first three. I could be wrong about Nemesis. I've never actually personally played it, but I did buy it recently. Um, <laughs> is the way like I only know I only know two really well because that's the one that I played originally, and right. that's the one that I've gone back into a few more times. Where you play as like if you play as Leon A, you can play as Claire B next. If you play as Claire B, you can play as Leon mm-hmm. B next. Uh, sorry, Claire A, Leon B next. Yeah, um, the that seems to be the case for the first three games. I don't know what the situation is in the next three. In four through six, are there from uh, what I it, four you're multiple only characters, Leon right? in four. Oh, okay, interesting. Um, well, okay, that's going from not my personal experience, like videos and stuff, and apparently my personal experience because I have trophies in it on PlayStation, which I don't <laughs> understand. But yeah, um, yeah, you're only Leon. In five, there's Chris and Shiva. Um, and you could pick either one. And then right, in okay. six, there's multiple campaigns. There's Leon's campaign, Chris's campaign, mm-hmm. Ada Wong's campaign, and someone else's yeah, campaign. It, it seems like in six, they try to figure out how to merge all of the ideas they've had. And from what I understand, they failed at it. I enjoyed what I played, but I, I fell off it because I needed room on my Switch. And that was like <laughs> 20 gigs for that game. So I'm like, I'll, I'll get back nice. to it. <laughs> So, all right. So in seven, you're Ethan, you're a first person, but you were saying that towards the end, there's an option. Well, there's a choice that you have to make at the end. But before I get there, like 
So yeah. the the everything I was describing to you before, where they could find your wife, running around, like daddy's coming. That this is all prologue shit. Uh, and oh, damn. So your wife keeps getting like you keep fighting her. You fight her multiple times, and she like, gets possessed. Like doesn't look like herself, and she gets like super strength where she throws you like through walls. Goes crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're. You're told that there's an exit in the attic, so you're trying to get to the attic with your wife. You get this random ass fucking phone call from Zoe, I think, who you find out is part of the Baker family, um, mm. and but she's helping you for I don't know the reason for that. I didn't look into it, but so you're trying to get to the attic, and that's when your wife is just going crazy, and you stab her in the neck with an axe, and she's just bleeding out on the floor, and then you try to. That's when the phone rings. Actually, you pick up the phone, and when you go back body's gone like nope great so (laughs) you pick up the axe now that's just on the floor and you go to go up the stairs to the attic and then she jumps you throws you onto the wall stabs your hand with a screwdriver and pins it to the wall and walks away and comes back with a chainsaw (laughs) (laughs) and she goes to kill you with the chainsaw and you pull your arm or uh, your arm off just in time to block yourself. And she like chainsaws your hand off. And for whatever reason, after that, she backs off and you mm-hmm. get up and you find a pistol and then you go up to the attic and you square off at her again, just shooting her in the face multiple times with this pistol. Right. Um, she eventually goes down. And then when you go to get out of the attic, Daddy comes and just says, welcome to the family and knocks you the fuck out. Oh um, then you wake up at a dinner table with the Baker family and it's like cartoonishly weird at this point. Like the, mm-hmm. the son says something or does something and he just cuts his arm off like real weird. Mm-hmm. Um, cops come and they all get up to go deal with the cops being there. You get out of your restraints and are now trying to find your way out of the house and this is the first time you actually have an interaction with the Baker family where you're in control, really. And the dad is chasing you, busting through walls to get you. And you have to find a key to open up a hatch to get down into the cellar while he's chasing you the whole time. Fucking crazy. And then That's once I got crazy. when I got in the cellar, there was a save point. So I saved and I haven't got the strength to go back yet. Uh, oh, but man. so the, the choice is at the end, like. Your your wife is possessed by her job was she was babysitting this project and mm-hmm. that is what possessed her, possessed the bakers and like made them all like this. Um Evelyn is the name. Mm-hmm. So you you have a you have a cure and you have a choice. Are you gonna use it on your wife? Or are you going to use it on Zoe that you've known for like six hours at the point of making this decision? Got and it. Okay. Why is that a choice? Right. So I, I, are, I there, looked, are there significantly different endings based on what you choose? Uh, I've watched them both recently and there is the wife lives in both. I think I feel like she lives in both. Well, she lives in both so that she could die in the trailer in eight. She died in the trailer. I'm pretty sure Chris shoots her a bunch of times and then takes the child. I got to rewatch this trailer then. <laughs> the Wait, original the, one. Oh, I didn't watch the original one. Oh, okay. I watched I watched uh, the recent one, but I watched the original. I got to check yeah. it out. 
Yeah, you got the original one. <laughs> she she definitely survives. Like if you choose her, like she's in the ho- in the helicopter when Chris gets you out, and I feel like she's still there if you choose Zoe. Mm-hmm. But I can't remember now, and I just watched this like two mm-hmm. days ago. Uh, but the, like I'm so intrigued by the yeah, story. Like, what by- is that? About Resident Evil, though, right? I don't like, there's know. something and about it that is super captivating, and I think it's that they lean into the weird. And it's like, I they are exhibiting, uh, I feel like a level of confidence that they don't actually have in the story of like <laughs> where they're just doing a thing and pretending like this is where they wanted to go all along. <laughs> but that that's at least what I got about because the way I'm playing through two right now again, and the way that I'm uh, feeling it out, it seems like. And how I remember it when I was younger, uh, I was like super ex- like interested in the story of the first one. And a friend, I never had it because I didn't have a PlayStation when I was a kid. And my, my friend had it and he walked me through it, explained to me like where everything that happened. I was like, well, I'm blown away. I had an N64, so I bought Resident Evil 2, played Resident Evil 2, was psyched by the story. I thought it was crazy and awesome. Um, granted, you know, that was like, uh, young teen Anthony playing that, like really excited about it. Um, <laughs> thinking about it now, it's like it does seem like that maybe early on they had they they were just doing a thing and thought that eventually they would get there to the point where like they have like the full fleshed out story. Uh, and like you know, one, two, and three are fairly cohesive as far as what's going on, where it's happening, what's happening in the stories. Uh, two and three happen at the same time, like things like that. Right. Like where it's not like super, like it's over the top for sure, mm-hmm. but it's like evil corporation works on, uh, like, you know, some, a virus for whatever means, whether it be, uh, uh some cure for something or whether it be for creating super soldiers that we're going to sell like that, which is really where it comes down to. Right. And those three games seem to be like really tightly wrap around that concept. And then I do think that they made a very good decision in blowing that out a bit and being like, yeah, but like, what's the next thing that happens? Like what, like we can't do a fourth game in this, this silly right. concept that is pretty, I don't know, almost cookie cutter, right? Of like corporation mm-hmm. uh, pharmaceutical that got, has gone wrong, like feels done to death. So they take it like a step further and it's like, it's like it's destroyed and they kind of go at it from a different angle. And then they start introducing backstory where like there was a split from the origin of like the people that were working on it that went in different directions, which I think it's like, it's really fascinating what they've come up with. Are are you going to play for? I want to, I, I, I would prefer to play it if they remake it. I don't think that I really want to go back to the original. Um, I I guess uh, at the time of post, we're like probably uh, over a month out now, uh, a month after that resident evil showcase. Uh, mm-hmm. I was pretty surprised they didn't say they're doing four. I was too. Um, I they they might be. I but it's it's from what I understand, it's like it's all but confirmed that it's in the works, right? What? Like, have have you heard that as well? I mean, I, I've heard plenty of rumors that it's happening, but I just. Yeah. I want to play four. I apparently have played four. I don't. I don't know, <laughs> but. Yeah. I don't understand because four's whole game is what everyone hates in games. It's one long escort mission. Mm. 
Mm, like so yeah, I don't I, understand why it's so loved, especially when it's tank controls and like I, I don't know. Like like what was so revolutionary about this game that it's so great? That's a good question. Yeah, I don't know why. I I do know like I've got you know plenty of friends that were into the series that got me into it were, were loved for it. They thought it was the best. Yeah, I um, I've never met someone that played four and didn't like it. Right. So like I, I could understand like the concern, but I do think that if it were to get the treatment that two and three got, that you'd be able to experience experience it for the first time as those people remember it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that will help significantly. Did, did the two? Uh, well, I guess I don't. You didn't try three yet, right? No. Did the two remake give an option for non tank controls, like with run and gun, or you have to stop uh, to shoot? The two, you do not have to stop to shoot. Uh, I don't have. I haven't changed any settings, but you can you can aim down sights and move. Okay, so that I think that's updated. You probably could put tank controls back then, right? I don't know. You might be able when to. you originally played it, you couldn't move and and shoot, right? When you played on Nintendo sixty four. Oh no! Yeah, on Nintendo sixty four, it was sand controls. It was you yeah. walked. Actually, that fun story there is that I almost I, I I panicked when I spent my my money that I have saved over a long period of time on it, and after having convinced my mom to let me buy it, uh, <laughs> even though I was under the M rating age. Um, and I couldn't figure out how to play the game and I actually had to read the manual and understand like that you had to like stop and hold a button to pull up your gun. And I was like, oh. but it, it <laughs> plays like a modern shooter now. It, yeah. Well, yeah. Modern third person shooter. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely, it definitely makes the game feel like I remember it, which is definitely not how it is. Right. Like I remember it being amazing and cool and fun, but if I were to play with those shitty controls, I would lose my mind. I just realized something. Mm -hmm. All of resident evil seven is playable in VR. Yeah. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. I do not want to experience that. I, I can't even play it non-VR. Like, whoa. Yeah. I, I just forgot that was a thing. Jeez. I really, really, really want to play Village, but I don't think I could do it unless you're with me. <laughs> well, I mean, Village comes out soon, but I feel like you need to play 7 first. Sure. So we need to figure out a way to play 7. Yeah. I mean, yeah. granted. You get, the, you get in a bubble. And you come over in that bubble. I feel like if my job wasn't what it is, I would feel more comfortable about going. Oh, 100%. Places. I totally respect the fact that you're being a mature adult. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, like if, if we all just worked from home, like, I feel like I would be more comfortable. Like, all right, like, we'll, we'll space. We'll wear our mask. We'll, we'll play. Sure. But I just, I, I don't Dude, feel- I haven't been out of the house in six years. <laughs> I've been working from home for a while. <laughs> Man, I wish I could work from home sometimes. <laughs> but I, I do, we could figure it out, I think. I do want to play more Resident Evil 7, but mm-hmm. I've played three sessions so far. And about two minutes into each session, I'm like, this is a mistake. I could stop now. This is a mistake. I could stop now. And as <laughs> soon as I get to the save point, I'm done. I can't continue because yeah. I don't know how far the next save point is. And I don't yep. think I can make it. Oh, uh, 
you bring up a good point. Here's a question I have for you on seven. Is there like a, some sort of save mechanic where you need like to you, you so you have to get somewhere to save? I don't know. So oh, okay. I haven't died yet. Um, so I don't know what would happen if I would die and where a checkpoint would be if it's back to where I save because there is like like tape recorders like they look like answering machines actually uh, and those are save points. Okay. So that's where I've been saving. But I feel like the game does the thing like when you see this icon, like it's auto saving or yeah, yeah, like yeah. I feel like that was in that game. But now I got to double check because I do see like it spins like a little circle on the bottom, like at different points. Like I oh. feel like it's auto saving, but there's save mm-hmm. points. But again, I haven't died. So I don't know where I'm getting checkpointed to. And I played three times and made it to a save point all three times. So yeah, I don't know. So, uh, in two, because that's the one that I have the most experience with, there's typewriters. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I remember differently is I thought I needed ink ribbons yes, to you save. Did. You did. Okay. I don't need them now, though. Um, I think that's an option. Oh, uh, okay. So, I, I mean, like I remember hard people difficulty talking about them. I don't know if it's hard difficulty or just, like, if you drill into settings, like, you could turn on ink ribbons or maybe cla- uh, classic save something. I remember people on podcasts okay. talking about that when it came out. Okay, gotcha. So, yeah, you need, like, a specific thing to save. Um, you need to go to a specific room to save. I get it. I understand what's going on. It definitely adds to the feeling of dread when you're mm-hmm. in the moment of, like, if I don't get through this, I have to do this all over again. Um, however... As a man in my 30s, I am not a fan of things that waste my time. And I do not want to play the thing again that I have just gone through. So that is one mechanic that I cannot get behind. Yeah. I do we, not like that. We, we can experiment in seven and I can go somewhere, see that little thing and then die or maybe exit the game and go back and see where it loads. Mm. Me. We, can, we can try to flow around with that. But like playing on a console, especially now with your new fancy console with the multiple like seats, it doesn't bother me when I could put a console to rest mode and like, all right, I can come back to it. Mm-hmm. I can't do that with Luna where I'm playing mm-hmm. it. Like it will hold my session for maybe 15 minutes or so, and then it will close it. Okay. So I, I, I need to get to that save point. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's a heart attack waiting to happen when I try to get to that save point. And especially now that I'm with the family and they're they're coming after me and I, I don't it's I want to play. I am so intrigued, but yeah. I can't do it. It's so it's so wild. I and totally, I get that feeling. Like I have I want like I equally want to stop talking right now and go play more of Resident Evil Two and I don't because it's late and I I'm scared. Yeah, I'm, I, may have, I think I was. I sent you some pictures when I was playing at like midnight um, on my second or yeah. third session. Big mistake. Uh, I mean, we we watch TV every night as we fall asleep. So we had friends on TV. So like, it's not like I was in bed scared, but like just big mistake. Yeah. And the first time I played it, I was on break from work. So I was in the parking lot playing in my car. Um, <laughs> Mistake one was leaving it connected through Bluetooth to my car. I had to disconnect mm-hmm. that because that sound was too much. Yep. So and then I was just playing it normal. And what that game does in the beginning is it makes you so tense, like you're waiting for a jump scare and it doesn't yep. come. Yeah, that's the worst. So like I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, and then someone slammed a car door right near me. I basically hit myself <laughs> in the face with my phone. 
<laughs> no. So I was like, oh, right, I need to play this in the comfort That's of my terrible. own. Terrible. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah, I, I, I hear that. I uh, so uh, to circle back for a moment though. So like my getting back into Resident Evil Two again, going through the story. Um, I love how so the game so it's like I said I feel like it started off where like they were trying to do something and then they were like realized that the only way to go forward is to make this weird as shit that's how it feels to me like I, I think that's I think that's how the writing went for these games uh, I'm in two and I just love when something is revealed to you and you just go. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> right? Like it's you go you get to the police station and you go inside and you start exploring the police station and then you find like these keys and these secret passages that somebody's thinking about. I was like, why does one of these cops think that there's a secret passage in the police station? And it's like, oh, because it used to be a museum. And I'm like, you're like, because of course it used to be a museum. And, and, and then you go through all of that. And like, what is this like kind of lab underneath? And then it's like, oh, there's a lab under the entire city. Cool. How did that happen? Well, the, the chief of police was on the payroll. All right. I mean, I guess like for every ridiculous question that I have, they do have a ridiculous answer, which I appreciate. <laughs> I feel like things that are now police stations just get you back to put it on the noodles. Put it on <laughs> chicken and beef. Uh, I, I will say where I am at in the game, um, if I remember correctly, I'm either like at like the halfway point or maybe a little bit more, I think. Um but I am fully out of the police station. Like there's, I, from what I remember, there's no going back from the position that I'm in now in the game. Uh, I am in the sewers and I remembered, like I was playing the game. And I actually texted you the other day when this happened, but it's like, you get into the sewers and like, there's this giant creature and I'm like, right. Giant mutant alligator. Cause why not? And, right. then, <laughs> and then it goes through this crazy sequence of like, uh, old, do you remember like the old Crash Bandicoot style, like running towards the camera while yes. someone's yeah, something's yeah. following you? Which is like in concept, it sounds pretty cool, but in practice, it sucks. It makes no sense. Like you, how are you supposed to avoid something that you can't see coming? Um, <laughs> so you do that for a bit. Luckily, I got through it on the first try because if I had died. It might have been the thing that made me turn the game off and not go back because I wouldn't have I would have had no interest in doing that again. But uh, then you get through it and the alligator or crocodile or whatever. I'm not a biologist. Is <laughs> <laughs> it bites uh, like a gas line, I guess. And then you shoot it <laughs> and it blows the crocodile up. Sounds like a hitman assassination. It's uh, it is. It was in that moment that I was like, ah, yes, 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 yes. Resident Evil. <laughs> this is what these games do. I would say what helped me, and I don't know if this if this is something you would want to do. I did have a walkthrough open. I, I have two phones currently because um, I, I had to take a company phone. So I had a walkthrough open on one phone. I was playing on the other phone. Oh. So I could kind of see what was going to happen. So that helped a little bit with the scares because it would be like, well, the the guy's going to jump out here and like I would still have a hard time moving there, but I would be more ready that there was going to be this thing yeah. happening. That helped that, a little bit with my, the last like uh, session I did. That would definitely, I, I do think that would help my situation. 
I will say that uh, uh, there's a couple of times where I was like, especially I, I mentioned earlier, there was a time where I was sitting in a safe room for like 15 minutes because I was waiting for Mr. X's feet to stop walking and it wouldn't happen. I was like, great. So he's just like outside the door. I'm going to open it and I'm going to die. Uh, it wasn't the case. However, what was right outside the door was a liquor, which is really frustrating, which is like this thing that's like crawling on the walls and it's like hitting you with its tongue. Uh, a mechanic that the game does not teach you uh, is that they are blind. Oh. So if you just walk, <laughs> they don't get you because they don't know you're there. But if you're panicking and you're running... <laughs> Which is how I get through the entire police station. <laughs> they get you. Um, but anyway, that was that I could see a, a walkthrough would be definitely be helpful. Uh, I do not while I understand the like I, I think it's cool. I think it's a cool concept of like they introduce dread as a gameplay mechanic. They <laughs> make you hear the footsteps, you know you have to move. Uh, they actually play a certain song. When you're in his line of sight. Oh, that's cool. And Mr. X is like, he sees you. You need to get out of here. Like, that's a that's a cool mechanic. I think that's great. The problem is, again, I, I mentioned this thing about wasting my time. If I'm trying to go to a certain portion of the police station and I can't get there because he's in the way and I have to, like, mm. do this ridiculous roundabout, like, go downstairs, go upstairs, go into a different room, walk around in another way. What that's is not Mr. a fun X? Uh, he is a, um, I, I believe that he's sent in to kill X-Stars members. It, he's not Nemesis though, right? He's not Nemesis, but like in the same vein from what I understand. I, I think I texted you this. So when you start Nemesis, um, I, again, I never played it, but I'm pretty well, certain. Yeah, sorry sorry uh, to correct myself, not X-Stars members because you're not a Stars member, but whatever. You're not? Leon's not Stars? No. No, Leon is part of the RC, RCPD. Oh, oh He's Chris, Chris stars. Chris stars. Yeah, gotcha. Um, yeah, man, I need to brush up on this lore, but I'm pretty certain Nemesis can rush into safe rooms. Yeah, I, hard pass on that. I don't want any <laughs> part of that. I don't want any part of that at all. Um, which makes me think that I might not end up playing Nemesis. Mm. But we'll see. Maybe Nemesis with a walkthrough will be better. Well, uh, we'll see on our next Resident Evil episode. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Resident uh, Evil again, again. Yeah, but until then, I can't wait to ask you this question next week. But mm. what are you playing? Wait, why can't you wait to ask me next week? What's Thursday, Ant? <laughs> uh, well, I'm playing Resident Evil 2. Uh, I'm playing, I'm still playing, um, what's that game? Squadrons. <laughs> I have a little, I, I got into Arkham Asylum, Arkham Asylum? Arkham Asylum again, a little bit. Uh, it's a little bit hard to go back to. It's, parts of it are what I remember, parts of it are not. <laughs> and, uh, Pretty soon, I'll be getting into Spider-Man yeah, Miles Morales. <laughs> yeah, you will. Oh, my goodness. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. So um, I, I've been playing through our, our game club game, uh, ch- kind of chipping away at that with just Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I should probably get on that. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know what, what platform you're going to get it on. I don't think there's cross-play, but we could, we could try to figure it out because Ubisoft is Oh, here. is there co-op? What? There's co-op, though? Oh, oh yeah. 
Yeah, let's call it. Oh, oh what are you playing it on? Sorry. You're not going to like the answer. Is this the thing? Is this the, that's the reason why I use it? Is this Stadia? It, I am playing it on Stadia, yes. Okay. All right. Um, I don't again. I don't know how much it is because I have the Ubisoft Plus thing, so it just gets right. added to my library. Sure. Uh, which we could try. Uh, I, 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 it's not cross platform. I don't think I might say we could try to see if you log into my Amazon account if you could play Ubisoft <laughs> Plus on Luna and I could play it on Stadia. But I don't think we can play them together anyway. Uh, I don't know how, if I like this game. I think I might need oh. co-op to see if I like it. It's mm. I love brawlers. It just something feels off. And I think my expectations might have just been too high because people praise this game for years. Sure. Sure. Um, that could definitely do it. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's something that's weird. Like when you get knocked down, it takes forever to get up. It feels slow. I feel like I can't reach people and they can reach me. Like a lot just feels off, but. Uh, I'm still I'm trying to get into it. I'm not very far at all, um, but it, it, it's all right. Um, I, I am okay. playing a lot of the well, I almost said original. No, uh, 2016's Doom. Uh, OK, it clicked at me this time. Like Doom Eternal. I like the idea of you playing the original Doom. That would be pretty funny if that's what you decided to do. Yeah, I, I think I have the original Doom on a, some platform somewhere. Maybe I bought it on Stadia or switch i don't know i bought it somewhere because it was on sale nice. like two bucks uh i don't doom eternal we both said we tried it didn't click this one clicked and i don't know if if i was just in a different mm. headspace and it clicked or if this is better than eternal i don't i don't know uh, i am gonna try doom eternal again when i'm done with this yeah i'm curious how you'll how that will play out um back i it. am playing it on i'm too young to die difficulty which is the easiest that's fair. <laughs> Which I, I don't like, know I if like I did that. that on Eternal or not. But I just oh, feel... Can, can, can we point out a shout out to naming your difficulty level something fun, but also not making me feel ridiculed for choosing it? I'm too young to I die? Think you don't feel ridiculed? Yeah, no, I think that's really silly. Yeah, that's good. I think that's, it makes me laugh instead of making me go like, all right, dicks. Like, let's... <laughs> so I'm really liking that. And story-wise, um, I just got to hell. So I didn't play the level in hell yet because Hitman happened, but mm-hmm. uh, hell is, is where I'm up to. And I, I, I'm really liking it. I don't. That's cool. Like, it's just so brutal. Like, I don't know. It's good. All right. I, I have a question. Maybe, you know, a little bit about the history of Doom. Maybe not. Was there a Doom 3? Yeah. On like Xbox? Yeah. But it was just called Doom. Like, like it was Doom 3, but I feel like, like. I have it on my Switch, and I feel like it just says Doom on my Switch. Uh, I have it on Steam, and I'm pretty sure it said Doom 3 on Steam. It was a mm-hmm. modern-looking first-person shooter. Right. Did you play it at all? Uh, I played a little bit on Steam. I didn't Do you play recall, it on like, yet. starting off with, like, a flashlight and, like, looking around a room? No. I'm I, trying to remember what this game was. That I, I, played, I, rec- I, I it recall was... it being a little spooky, like... Yeah, very dark and jump scary. Whereas this Doom, not scary at all. Right, like it's just, like, it's just rushes of like zombie looking things. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I'm playing, I just sent you a link to it. It's a uh, a new Apple Arcade game that came out. What I'm going to say is a disservice to it, but I'm going to say it anyway. It's a great poop game. <laughs> oh, okay. Nice. But but that does it a disservice because it's actually a good game. It's kind of sure. like. Like, do you remember like collapse where you would uh, 
have all the colored boxes. You would all the reds touching together. You touch red, they all disappear, and everything's oh yeah, yeah, big fan. Imagine that, but like Jenga mechanics to it. So you try to take things off the bottom so the tower falls. Oh, okay, yeah, I like it. They 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 candy crush it up a little bit. Like this level, you have to get rid of twenty yellows, like and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Um, but it's it's real cool. Like you got to get it to crumble to the bottom. So you're trying to get rid of the colors that are going to make it fall. And there are sometimes like the physics in it is surprising. You'll hit something and it will wobble. And if you wait, it might wobble enough where just say you wait 10 seconds for you shoot another ball. It might fall. Oh, that's funny. Like that's kind of cool. Yeah. I I'm really, I'm enjoying it. I I, I don't know how many levels there, there currently are. I'm on like level 24 right now. I think. I canceled my Apple Arcade subscription again because I haven't used it in months. <sighs> so you can't. And play I was it. like, I can't play it, but I mean, I could just. I mean, it, like, it is also six dollars, right? And I could just turn it on. <laughs> is it six? That was five. Well, five and change, right? I, I think. I did the year anyway. I uh, I was like, oh, I've been debating, like, oh, should I get this Apple like one or whatever yeah. the hell it's called? I was like, that seems like a good deal. But then every time I think about it, like literally while I'm thinking about it, I get an email that's like, your Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus subscription has been extended. And it's now extended to July. And I was like, well, I'm not going to pay for it now. <laughs> uh, I, I would say this this game is worth resubscribing for a month. Like it's. Hmm. Well, actually, I have it for a few like for a few weeks, I think, still because I I, uh, I ended it in the middle of a subscription, so, so maybe I'll give it a go. Yeah, check this out before it expires because uh, it's cool. Like, and uh, we were actually playing real Jenga yesterday, like score, <laughs> yeah, and uh, then playing like fake ish Jenga here. It, it's cool. Um, there's a, other stipulations too. Like, there's a dragon that so it's called Spire Blast. So it's like a big spire that you're making tumble down. So there'll be a sure. dragon on like one side of the spire and you need to try to get, he has a certain number that you need to feed him of the blocks. You have to get the, the blocks to tumble in his direction to <laughs> see him like eating them as they're falling. It's, it's, it's really, really fun. That's cool. I and like that. It's what's cool about it is again, I said they candy crush it up, like get 20 of these, get 10 of these. There's power ups you could buy, but yeah. there's no in-app purchases. So like it feels Perfect. fair. Yeah. Score. Do yeah. not do not inundate me with in app purchases. It right, is so, the ultimate delete app button. Like <laughs> I was I was stuck on a level for a few tries and I never felt like the game was making me stuck to get money because I can't I can't put any money in it. Right. That's so. good. Cool. Well, well Ant, thanks again for joining. Thank uh, you. Another Resident Evil one. More to come, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, next week, uh, I don't know. Maybe Me Miles. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Bye. Bye.